I will never write a single line which I have not first felt in my own heart. He'll teach you everything! Truer words were never spoken. All right. Language and writing were made available. I'm writing this down. This is good stuff. I'm John, this is John Helps You Write Better, and here we go, let's go write better. Early last week, one of the great titans in narrative design retired. You've never heard of her. You've probably read the work of her clients, uh, especially clients, if you're, probably your parents read some of that stuff as well. She's been in the business 60, no, 57 years. I want to make sure I get that time and stuff right. A a brilliant woman, an absolutely uh, interesting person who, uh, although had a couple duds along the way, wrote a couple books on narrative design and, and story structure that weren't the most compelling and are now a little dated and just archaic comparatively she I mean she has books that still talk about the advent of carbon paper and typewriters but it's it's got me thinking as as she uh she's not dead she's just not working i was going to say as she departs but uh it's got me thinking about legacy today it's got me thinking about like how we consider the long-term ramifications of what it is we create and i think a lot of people tend to have two views on legacy One, they have an expectation that their legacy has to be this massive thing, this huge thing that's going to span decades and outlive them and be a big deal. They want to have all this success. They want to have all this fame. They want to have all this money. They want to have all this stuff, and they need to be a big deal. They want to be a big deal like all the authors they idolize, and they need to have that. Otherwise, all their efforts are for naught. All their efforts are failures. All their efforts are just pointless and wasted or they look at legacy in terms of this expectation of oh my god how am I supposed to have a legacy if I never sit down and get started there's no real middle ground for legacy nobody ever wants a mediocre average plain simple straightforward kind of sort of tiny legacy everybody either wants to swing for the fences or they're paralyzed to even begin and I'm not sure why that started I would love to blame something and point to it and go that's the reason why you're either you know running a million miles an hour or you're afraid to take the first step I'd I'd love to have a target like that for a speech like this but I, I can't think of one if you can think of one let me know please absolutely positively let me know but I'm sitting here thinking about legacy, not because I'm interested in quitting, not because I'm interested in taking a break. In fact, if anything, looking at the next like month or so of productions, uh, things are only going to ramp up for August, which is going to be badass for me. But at the same time, legacy is hard to contend with because a lot of it is nebulous. I don't know what's going to happen. I've got ambitious plans for 22 podcasts coming up that are huge and complicated and cover a lot of ground and some of them are very detailed and some of them are very rah-rah and some of them are very short some are very long I've got the writers chat coming back I've got different stream stuff coming back I've got a lot on my plate coming up and 
maybe that's my legacy, but maybe that's also just the work calendar ahead. And I've got clients to talk to who are writing their first draft or their first book or their second draft or their fifth book or their who knows what draft of who knows what number book. And at no point are we really talking legacy. Not because they're not quitting. You can't only consider legacy in terms of the the end date of things. It's 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 a trap. I really think it's a trap. I think legacy and long-term stuff is a is a panic device set up so that writers can sweat and worry about what they're doing long term and compare it to what they're doing now and freak out that there's a disparity between, oh my God, how am I supposed to get all the way down this road, all the way down to what I need to in order to to get what I want and have the results I want if here's where I am right now. Legacy isn't manufactured in terms of end result, in terms of like quantifiable numbers. You can have a legacy after one book. You can have a legacy after 10 books. You can have a legacy after 30 years. You can have a legacy after five minutes. Legacy is almost always something given to us by other people. How we are considered by them, whomever them might be, how we are considered by them gives us a legacy. We don't really get to set our own legacy because we're too busy living our lives. We're too busy creating the stuff we're creating. There's no point in sitting there and trying to press the ego stroke button and give yourself a legacy because you're in the middle of doing it. So I don't know why we swing for the fences. I think it's money. I think it's capitalism. I think it's ambition or some combination thereof. I think it's validation seeking. I think it's praise. I think it's a want to try. I think it's a love of creativity. I think there's a million billion reasons. But there are two reasons why people don't start. And I know this concretely because these are the two reasons I don't start things. I'm scared of what happens after I start. What's step number two? I'm terrified of it. I have to sit down and write. I have to sit down and talk. I have to follow this through. I have to follow that. And who knows what could happen. I might get things wrong. I might make a mistake. It might blow up in my face. It might take too long. Other people might beat me to the market. Other people might get get it done and get it done better. Who knows? So rather than make a mistake, rather than let everybody down by writing a thing and having it suck, I'm just not going to write at all. That's item number one. That's reason number one, people don't get things started. And if that's your train of thought, you will never end up with a legacy because you'll never start. Point number two about why people don't start. They think they can't start until some other set of conditions is met. Oh, I can't start that until I do all the research. I can't start this until I get the right laptop and the right software and the right chair and the right pen and the right window and the right light and the right cup of coffee. There's all these external things which they can use to delay and stall themselves. But I have to have them first before I get started as if there's supposed to be like a minimum set of requirements before I begin. There's not. There never is or never was or never will be. What matters in that case isn't so much the fear of starting because that'll come along too. First of all, it, it's this set of excuses that you manufacture. Oh, I can't start until. And then once you have those things, then you get to deal with the second fear of, oh my God, what if I have all these things and it's a waste of time? Those two forces jockey for position. Those two wolves within us, if we can steal that shitty overtired metaphor, those two things within us war to paralyze us, to keep us from building that legacy. So let me tell you this before we get out of here for the day. 
if you're the sort of writer who thinks a lot about their legacy, who thinks a lot about the long term, who thinks a lot about the big success they want, I'm going to encourage you not to look down the road, not to look and see the millions of milestones between here and there, not to see the path that twists and turns and is hard to navigate or hard to know. Look at where you're at right now. Look at your feet. Look at your fingers on the keys. Look at your word count today. Not to feel bad, not to beat yourself up, but just know that if you're trying to get anywhere else, it starts today and it starts now and it starts here. Your legacy is made one word at a time. Your legacy is made one sentence at a time. Not drafts, not books, not plans, not publishing deals. One word and one sentence. One after the next after the next. Do that. Do that fully passionately. Do that wide awake and alert. Do that joyfully and creatively. And your legacy will be just fine. Produce the best work you can. And other things will sort themselves out because they're less important than you might imagine. Give that some thought and I'll talk to you tomorrow.